So I'll tell you like this. Normally, the Thursday night shiurim, it's usually on the parsha. It's usually more, I, I would say it's more emotional than intellectual. They're more just, you know, simpler concepts that you sort of just try to hit home. This week is going to be a little different. Um, I was looking, I, I couldn't feel connected to a lot of the, the things in the sixth parsha. And I came across an article. This is an article by the author of the Bulvavi. And it's entitled Ever. I, I don't, I'm not going to say I fully grasp where he's going. I could tell you I, I could think about what I think he means. We'll learn it together. And uh, listen, if we don't like the way this goes, then we just don't upload this year. But uh, it's an interesting, it's very interesting and it's very different. We'll read it together. These are his notes. And it's like just his writing and his ideas. We'll see. Now, the beginning of this parasha talks about Avadim in Evid Ivri. And how an Evid Ivri goes free after seven years, and if he chooses to stay, v'chule. So this is where the Blavavi writes the concept of an Evid. We'll read it together. I'll do my best to explain of what I think he means. He says like this. The Blavavi writes, Yesh Madrigas Ben. There's a relationship that we have with Hashem called a son. Bonem Atem Lashem Lekechem. V'yesh Madrigas Evid. And there's also a relationship called a slave. Avodaihem, they're my, they're my slaves. There's two different ways, right? We say it in Anosh Hashanah Davening, right? Im kivonim, im ka'avadim. There are different, different ways. And we've talked about the differences many, many times. It says the Bulvavi, B'madregas ben, regarding the relationship of a son, yesh dalin madregas. There's four different types. There's four classic prototypes of a son. As we all know in the Seder, there's the four sons. There's a Chacham, there's a Rasha, there's a Tam, and there's a Yedene Yedei Elishal. So these are the four different types of sons, but they're all still children. They're all still children. You have good sons, you have bad sons, simple sons, confused sons, whatever they are, but they're all your sons. But says the Bilvavi, and we know that below all these sons, Yesh Eved. The Madrig of Eved is not to the same extent as a Ben. There's all the bottom, all the sons, and then there's under it is Evid. Even Evid is Av Dalid. It's thicker than four. It's heavier than the four. You have the four sons, and then the thicker one below it, the Av, below it is an Evid. Koloimar, zu Avius, limato mimadregas Dalid bottom. An Evid is someone who's lower than the four sons. Okay, I think so far, so far so good. Umadregas ben ha'acharoin mimutsas. That's very interesting. It's supposed to be that the last son, that one of the sons, is supposed to be the bridge. And I'll explain what this means. At least I think what this means. That there's the Ben relationship you have with Hashem, and then there's the Eved relationship you have with Hashem. And like all healthy relationships, there has to be a bridge connecting the Ben and the Eved. Now what happens when that relationship, when that bridge splinters? He says, but there's supposed to be four sons, and the last son doesn't mean last. It means one of the sons is supposed to be a bridge between an Evid and a Ben. And this will become clear over the next few minutes. Ulakach, and therefore because it's supposed to be that there's four sons, and the fourth son is supposed to also be an Evid, Matsinu Eitzel Noyach, we find by Noyach, 
Shahoya loy gimel banu. Right, Noach had three sons. Right, Shemcham in the office. Right, he had his Chacham, he had his Rasha. What is the office? I guess he's a Tam. I don't know. But he had his three. He didn't have his four. But again, in a perfected world, and this is the key, in a perfect world, the relationship that we have with Hashem of a Ben and the relationship we have with Hashem of an Eved are not splintered. And I'll explain what this means. It's not two different people and it's not two different aspects, but rather it's a cohesiveness of living like both. Noyach wanted that. He wanted there to be one person who's both a Ben and an Evet. But what happened? Amr Chazal, he had three sons. Okay? Says the Medrash. Amr of Barachia. Rabbi Barachia says, Har Beitzar Nitzar Noyach Beteva, Shleihoya Ben Katan Shim Sheshenu. The Medrash says that Noyach was very upset that he did not have a younger son. Now, on a simple level of the Medrash, he wanted a son to take care of him. He wanted a young son to take care of him. But says the Vavavi, what was bothering Noyach was that there was no bridge between his sons and an Evid. Again, this will all hopefully become clear at the end. Omar, so the Medrash says that Noyach said, I'll have a fourth son. When I come out of this Teva, he kept on saying throughout the Teva, when I come out, I'm going to have that fourth son. I'm going to have the four sons. That's what I'm going to have. But Kivan but we all know that after he got out of the Teva, Cham hurt him in such a way that stopped him from being able to have children. So what did he do? Noyach cursed Cham's first son and Canaan, Evid Avodim It's interesting. So says the Bulvavi. Lefikach, Ya Oisayish Evid Lachim, fine. Ozi Hopach Canaan Lurvi Evid Loiben. Then all of a sudden, that fourth son that was supposed to bridge the world of Ben, of children, to the world of Evid, all of a sudden, it's splintered. You see, the first time, we've had this many times from Rav Tzaddik, that the first time something's mentioned in the Torah is its essence. The first time in Eved is mentioned in the Torah is this. And what was supposed to be was four sons, with the last one being a bridge, being both a Ben and an Eved at the same time in a healthy way. But because it was brought about in an unhealthy way, it was splintered. And then all of a sudden, Canaan is no longer the fourth son, so to speak. He's an Eved. And that Ben and Eved split. Let's keep going, and hopefully this will become clear. Ushlemis haben hakatan, and says the Bulvavi. This is just his notes to himself. Ushlemis haben hakatan, and the completion of that last son, which is Canaan, gamadregis Ben begamadregis Eved. It was supposed to be that he was both a Ben and an Eved at the same time in a healthy way, but it never ended up happening. What happened? Ulam etzel Canaan. All of a sudden, it was splintered. Canaan is no longer at the same time a Ben and an Evid. He's a Ben to his father and an Evid to Noyach, but not both. He's not to one person a Ben and an Evid. He's not a son and a slave. To Noyach, he's a slave. Noyach doesn't look at him as family anymore. You're a slave. His father, you're just a Ben. And what happened was there was a splintering. 
there was a separation in that relationship. That relationship of Ben and Evid split. Where it wasn't one person in a healthy way, cohesively, going back and forth, Ben to Evid. But rather happened, it split. Canaan to one person is a Ben, and to one person is an Evid, but not in a healthy way. There was a split in the personality. Ben went one way, Evid went another way. And he says, V'nimsa shenifredu, madregas Ben, that all of a sudden you did not have one person at the same time being a Ben and an Evid to everybody but rather you're a Ben sometimes and an Evid sometimes and there was a split personality and he says like this what do I mean in, in other words says the Bulvavi and I'll, I'll explain in a moment what I think he means that all of a sudden, instead of being both, what happened was the slave mentality overtook him. The Rom was Ba'avius Evid. That Av, it was thicker than four. Instead of being lower, it became thicker and it became stronger than the other four. Av Raishatevis Evid Ben. Sha'avius Evid Goiver Al Shem Ben. You know what this means? What does this look like? I was thinking about this today. What does it look like when Ben and an Evid are split? You know what I think it looks like? First of all, it looks like a very inconsistent person. You see, Ben symbolizes serving Hashem in a very exalted way. But Ben and an Evid, you need to be both. Let me explain. Each one on its own, each one on its own could be perverted. Each one on its own can be ruined. You see, if your relationship with Hashem is purely that of a Ben, just a Ben, then you know what you won't be? You won't be consistent. One of the great milas of a Jew is that he's an Evid. An Evid Ne'eman. You see, when someone just looks at Hashem as just a father, just a Vinu, purely a Vinu, no Malkeinu, just a Vinu, then you, I see it with my father, my own father. You get away with certain things. You talk to him in ways that other people don't. When you do it, it's amazing. And you're on fire. And you have those moments of a Ben. But are you going to show up to shul three times a day? Not necessarily. Sometimes you'll tell your dad, I'm not feeling it. That's when you have just a Ben. What happens when you're just in Evid? You see, when you're just in Evid, we all know what happens. You become depressed. When you're just stuck, when you feel like, you feel like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you feel like every, anything in life, if you feel like you're a slave to it, it's not going to make you a happy person, it's not going to make you a healthy person. If you look at Yiddishkeit as just Malkeinu, if you look at Hashem as just your king, without any aspect of Avinu, if he's just your king, we see what that's like. I've met many people like that. They go to shul three times a day, they keep Torah mitzvahs, but they're miserable, empty people. Because they look at Yiddishkeit as this burden that if you don't keep, you'll burn in Gehenna. That's if you're just an Evid. So what's the problem? What's, what's, the, what's the opposite way to do it? Right? The opposite way is infuse Avinu. But what, what if you ever tell any yeshiva, like a, a, a Rosh Hashiva or a Rosh Koilo, 
who's, who thinks that uh, this type of shul is, and Rabbi Weinberger and my brother, and they feel that it's corrupting. What are they afraid of? What they're afraid of, if you'd ask them what they're afraid of, I don't know what they're actually afraid of, but like if you ask them, uh, it's, they're afraid of it. It's, it's like the, the famous line for Rabbi Nachman, that Rabbi Nachman said that uh, when uh, the, the, the disagreement between the Shepal Zayd and Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman said, the Rabbi Nachman he's heard of, I also wouldn't like. Meaning, it, it, what it really comes down to is just a misunderstanding and a, mis, a, mis, you know, a misunderstanding of, of, of what they're afraid of. But you, you'd ask someone from that world, what are you afraid of from the neo Hasidim or the Rabbi Weinberger type people? What are you afraid of? What, they're gonna, what they think what they're afraid of is just Avinu. That you get just people that just want to dance and don't want to actually be stuck to keep the actual rigid laws. And they won't be consistent in shul. They'll go to shul once a week, and they'll sing and dance, avinu, but they won't have that consistently, that just go to shul, do your job. So this split between avinu malkeinu, uh, uh, between Evan and Aben, that took place with Canaan, that when Canaan was supposed to be at the same time with everyone, both a Ben and an Evid, but it was split. He's a Ben to some and an Evid to others. And it became like the split personality. It allowed for this reality of, I could be a Ben sometimes. I could have someone who's just Ben. And I could have someone who's just an Evid. And it creates, within Klal Yisrael, it created this opportunity that you could have two different worlds. That you could have Jews that are just Bonim Lamakum. But that's also not healthy, because at some point you got to go to shul. And that's part of the problem. We've talked about this in the past. The part of the problem of the younger, the younger people, I sound old enough to say this, part of the, part of the problem with the younger people and the whole kumzitz mentality, that's great. But there's bread and butter. you you gotta, you got to put tefillin on every day. You see, avo, bonim is great, but only when it's infused with avodim. And avodim are great, only when it's infused with bonim. But what happened was there was a split that Canaan was to some people just a Ben and not an Evid and to other people just an Evid and it sort of evolved. It created this, this little crack that eventually evolved into two different worlds. So it says, I believe this is what all, I think this is what he means, but he says, Umadreg is B'nai Yisrael, but what is Klal Yisrael? Oil Matikun. Klal Yisrael is perfect. And therefore, the objective of Klal Yisrael is to perfect all flaws in the universe. And the objective of Klal Yisrael is to merge these worlds together again. And what do I mean? Lachsar ulitzarev, shem toyar ben, im shem toyar evid. That all of a sudden, there should no longer be a ben and an evid. That you have yidden who are just banim, and yidden who are just avadim. Because that's not healthy. Kalal Yisrael's objective is to mend this gap that you could be at the same time of Vinu Malkeinu in a healthy way. And he says, And this really was the whole Indian of Golis Mitzrayim is that you're an Eved, a a slave to Paro, but at the same time filled with that regalness of Bonim. That you could be a Ben Melech and an Evid at the same time. And Klal Yisrael going through that suffering of Mitzrayim, but doing it in the way of Bonim, doing it in a, the way that only a Ben can, that was the beginning of this mending of this relationship. And he says, Gulas Yisrael Mitzrayim, that we go into it as Avadim, 
and we're there as Avadim, but Hashem takes us out. Why? Because Bani Bechari Yisrael. So there's this process of going into the world of Avadim and coming out as Bonim. And you somehow, the same people were Avadim and Bonim at the same time. And says the Bulvavi in an amazingly brilliant way, how did we go into Mitzrayim? Yosef was sold as an Eved by his family members. So it's an Eved by his blood that he's the, be- the Bonim of Yaakov sell him as an Eved. And it's these two worlds trying to sort of begin to glue together of Yosef HaTzadik being the Ben of Yaakov Avinu, but also an Eved. And it's beginning to sort of push together. And he says on the left side, and the truth is it was even supposed to be before this, before Klal Yisrael went into Golis, and we're Avodim, but Hashem took us out as Bonim, so that you're both Avodim and Bonim at the same time. It was really supposed to be before this. Yaakov Avinu, who does he marry? He has Rachel and Leah, and he has Bill and Zilpah. Bill and Zilpah were the Shifchas. And it was supposed to be that Yaakov Avinu married Bill and Zilpah, Shvachais, and Rachel Leah, Bonim, blood, and Avadim, and having Shvatim together in a healthy, cohesive way. I saw this from the Maral, Echad, right? which was said to Yaakov Avinu the first time. Echad is Aleph, Yaakov, Ches and Dalid. The eight from Rachel Leah and the four from Bila Zilpa. And it was supposed to be Echad, unifying all these worlds. But he says, Yaakov Shinasa Bez Nashim Rachel, that Yaakov married these two sisters, blood of Rachel Leah, and two maids, two slaves of Bila Zilpa. And it was supposed to be It was supposed to be healthy and it was supposed to be perfect. And all of a sudden you had Yaakovinu's family full of Bonim and Avadim and it was supposed to be cohesive. But it didn't work out that way. What happened? The children of Rachel and Leah were Bonim, more predominantly. They, what was it? If you have, we all learn in Rashi. We don't really think about it as adults. That, 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 that the Shvatim, the outside of Yosef, but the children of Leah didn't get along with the children of Bill and Zilpa. They kept on calling them B'nai Shvachis, B'nai Shvachis. You know what it was? It was that they were more Bonim, Lamakim, and the other ones were more Avadim, and they couldn't, it wasn't cohesive yet. He says, he says amazing, It was not complete yet. The, the children of Bill and Zilpah were more Avodim than Bonim, and it wasn't healthy yet. And he says, says the, the Bilvavi, that's what Yosef told the Lush and Hara that he said, right? He says, Diba Samra El Avihem, right? That Yosef tells Yaakov Avinu all about the negativity of the Shvatim. You know what he was saying? He was telling them it's not done yet, that there's a split. Right? Yosef was bothered that they weren't treating the Bnei Shvachis well, because Yosef saw a split, and he was telling his father, I know you thought that, that, that they're all Bonim and Avadim in a healthy way. They're not. There's a split in the family. That you have Bonim and you have Avadim. And like I said, nowadays what you see, the way that's developed, is you have Yidin who are Avadim Dikhi Yidin, and Yidin that are Bonim Dikhi Yidin. And they usually don't appreciate each other. 
the bonim look at the old men and the young Israel in the back of the shul and be like, eh, what are they? there's no fire in the davening. I, they haven't missed the dafyaymi in 35 years. Yeah, but there's no fire. There's no kumzits. It's like, yeah, dude, 35, yeah, it's, it can't be nothing. And then you got the young Israel guys and they'll call us and other shuls happy clappy. I can't, I can't imagine that's a compliment. So what's the answer? The answer is they're like, what are they doing? They're just dancing around the fire like the old, he, the old uh, pagans. So what's the answer? It's, it's bonim and avodim, and it's split. And that was trying, that began to be rectified by Yaakov marrying, but it didn't work. And then they sold Yosef as an Eved, by his blood. It still didn't work. Then all of a sudden, Klal Yisrael goes into Mitzrayim as avodim, but acts in a regal way. You see it in this country, that people, if you're stuck as an Evid, you could be still stuck that way. A hundred years later, you could still think of yourself as an Evid. But all of a sudden, Klai Yisrael, as Avadim, but Regal, Bonim Lamakim, and Hashem takes us out of Egypt, no longer Avadim, because B'nei B'char Yisrael. And says the last paragraph of the Bulvavi, V'zeu Shairish Golis Mitzrayim Vagula. That was the process of Golis Tegula, of I never thought about it. They say it's like melting in a kivshon ish. It was like taking two kalim and melting it together of bonim and avodim. L'chaber toyer shem ben in toyer shem ever. L'kach iker hagula huide Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, who's the goyel? Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the greatest ben lamakim. But as how is he described? Eved neman. Moshe Rabbeinu is those two worlds in a perfect, healthy way. Full of passion, but full of consistency. Passion and consistency at the same time coming together. That's the Indian of a real Evid. That's what, what HaKadosh Baruch wants. So I'll tell you like this, just to end with it, if you look in the bottom, par- the next paragraph is from the Shemi Shmuel. The Shemi Shmuel, I'll just say it outside, the Shemi Shmuel points out that HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls the Evid Ivri, Evid Ivri. Why not Eved Yehudi, Eved Yisrael? So he says, Ivri is Avram Ivri. Ivri means on the opposite side of the river, that the whole world is there, all the Goyim are there, different. Eved Ivri means that even when you're an Eved, you're an Ivri. Even when you're an Eved, he's still Ben Lamakim. Eved Ivri. It's the perfect unification. That even when the Eved is an Eved, he's not an Eved Stam, a Jewish Evid, he's an Ivri, that he looked at the world the way Avram looked at the world, which is Eivr Lamakim, Eivr Lanar, different. That's Evid Ivri, a unification of an Evid, that even when you're an Evid, a Jew is still an Ivri. And a Jew who has both those worlds together, of an Evid and an Ivri in a healthy way, will go free by Shemitah, will go free by Shabbos. At some point the Gula comes, because someone who's able to have those two worlds come together in a healthy way, it's a matter of time before the Gula happens. That's the process of the going from just an Evid in one world and in and a Yisrael in another bun to put it together as a Vino Malkeno. And once a Jew has that healthy cohesiveness, that leads to Gula. And that's all of life is just trying to sort of take these two worlds and put them together in a healthy way. Shobizaicha to have that, to be Avodim, the consistency of Avodim but to have the passion of a Ben, and if you put them together, like I said, you'll go free in the Shemitah, which is Shabbos, Yom Shekul, Shabbos, and